don't make us who we are So I'll dream until I make it real And all I see is Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Mentorship Mondays with Michelle and Marin and Michael, too. So, <laughs> It's the three M's. It's the three M's. It's triple M uh, actually <laughs> on a, on a Monday. So it's quadruple M's. Yeah. Oh and we're also offering motivation. So we, we could keep going with this. This could yeah. be like a little shtick, but um, <laughs> hi everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Today is really exciting because we have our first, Marin and I's first on this channel to come and join us and do an interview with and, um, like this is a very serious interview, super serious, Michael. I hope that you are ready to I'm answer ready. these questions. Like I have no sense of humor. I'm no, ready. No, <laughs> no, no, no sense of humor at all. No sense of humor at all. <laughs> um, but Michael has an awesome story. He he really does. Um, a story of inspiration, a story of overcoming, and a very interesting story to boot. A boot. A boot? That's a boot. Now, Michael what are you talking I, about, eh? Yeah, Michael and I do go way back. And you'll notice <laughs> there's a lot of Canadian references because he does cut me up with my Canadian accent and my a boot and A's and all those things that I say. So so don't mind that. Don't mind that from the peanut gallery over here. <laughs> but Michael, okay, I'm, only 50, I'm only 50 miles from the Canadian border. So, yeah, that's you know. true. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Are you from Canada? No, I'm in North Dakota, but yeah, North we're almost Dakota. right on the border. He's an honorary Got Canadian. Got it. Got <laughs> we it. made him yeah. an honorary Canadian years ago. Yeah. Because he adopted the the flag and it's in his emoticons and he does <laughs> pop it up every now and again. So we've made him an honorary Canadian. But um yeah, Michael and I have known each other for 2015-ish. 20, yeah, is. yeah, it's been quite a while. Ooh. Yeah. It's been quite a while. And we met through a mutual friend that's a healer. Mm -hmm. And um they were in this group that some other mediums that we know are in as were in as well. And we used to meet every Monday and we would have we'd call it like a circle or a a get together and we would sit and uh sometimes we'd hear light language, sometimes we would talk about our experiences through the week. I think at that time we weren't doing personal clients. A lot of us were in this stage of really major growth. You know, we were, we'd all had an awakening. We'd all just, just, it was like, we'd just all come off the boat of a major healing experience. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd all gone through something in our group, pretty substantial. And we were all on this path of growth and we were all very connected to spirit and knew that we were, wanting and meant to be of service to others so that's kind of how that all started and we would meet every week and we would practice basically practice channeling mm -hmm. um just sharing all kinds of it was so good and it was such a um for me and i know michael i believe for you as well it was such a good experience to have that interaction yeah. because it's so different when you're pulling in information with spirit and working with spirit on your own. And then when you have a group and Marin, I know you feel that too, 
when you mm-hmm. have a group that you can work with and and talk to and bounce things off of so mm-hmm. i that time is I think very favorably back to that time because that was a really good time for all of us. So we have known each other for a long time. So I do know Michael's story, but okay, well, I am ready to hear it. But We're... Marin does it. So yeah. Michael, oh. please take it away. Tell us what were you doing in your life previous to spirit? What was life like, like for you? You know, what was your mindset like? And then what started to shift? How did all that happen? Well, always find it interesting because it's it's a it's a long story so I I, I condense it down because uh, it does it spans a period of probably 23 24 years I mean looking back and all yeah. the the events that took place that led up to really what I'm doing now um back then I didn't know you know this is where this was going but I think a lot of us when we look back we didn't we didn't see the trail of breadcrumbs leading us to this this craziness that we do now <laughs> yeah. um so for me um and i never know where to start so I, i'll just go in order I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll just go back so i served in the air force for 20 years um uh, air traffic control and then i continued that on after i retired in 2009 um so i'll go back <laughs> trying to keep this in order I'll just start with this. So the first passing that I ever really, ex- not not experienced, but on a peer level was with my stepbrother. Now, I don't consider them stepbrothers. They were my brothers. Mm-hmm. So both of my brothers, Jason and Danny, were born with cystic fibrosis, which is just a, it's a brutal disease that you're just born with. And, and, and there's no positive outcome for it. I mean, usually. Um, and with Jason... His, I'll just advance quickly here with that. At 26, he passed um, from complications from the, the illness. He was on a transplant list for lungs. Um, but a couple of weeks prior to the surgery, he just became so ill that he wouldn't have survived it. So they unfortunately had to take him off the list. So at 26, he passed. And that was my first experience, again, with somebody on my level. We we're only a year apart. And, and it did hit me hard. And it was actually, I just got back from a deployment. So it was kind of just like, you know, I wanted to see him, but never had the opportunity um, prior to that. Um, and then shortly after that, I was diagnosed with kidney disease. And that was, um, so his passing was 97. 2000 is when I, when I found out about my situation. And it came out of nowhere. I wasn't sick. Um, I actually went into the doctors because um, I needed a flight physical because I was going to start flying planes. So I go into this appointment thinking, you know, I'm healthy, nothing, go in, go out. And during the examination, they found some, you know, um, markers that that kind of pointed to you need to get this checked because it may be something serious. Uh, and it was mm-hmm. it was um, actually pretty advanced. I, it, it had been there for who knows how long. I was having no physical symptoms. Um, but they pretty much told me after a biopsy and all the good stuff that chances are this will lead to kidney failure, you know, eventually. Um, so that was a pretty monumental turning point because at, in that moment I had to stop. And that was my first lesson in learning to live in the moment because I had a choice to make at that point. It was either 
I can sit and worry about this, which does me no good, you know, or I can just, you know, accept that, all right, this is, this is where we are and just, you know, live my life normally. Um, was it easy? No. You know, I, I, I often let my mind or found my mind wandering into those dark areas of, you know, what's going to happen. And just, you can imagine you, if you allow yourself to go in that direction, it could just defeat any motivation for, for virtually anything, you know, finishing school, which I was doing, I was going to college and, you know, the thought was, well, why, why continue, you know, what's the point? So it was those moments I had to just come back and say, no, you know, and basically check in with myself how, you know, all that mattered was right now. Yeah. So that's, that was my new way of living. Yeah. Um, so shortly after that period, uh, 2012 rolled around, or I'm sorry, um, 2001. <clears throat> so right after the 9-11 attacks, my other brother, Danny, was on the transplant list. Two days after the, the bombings on 9-11, he got a call from New York to come down. They had set of lungs. So he goes down, has a transplant, everything was fine, you know, so he came out of that, everything was great. Um, I, I would say five years later, his lungs went into rejection, which is always, you know, something we face mm -hmm. uh, with a, a transplant, but he was lucky enough to get a second chance again. Um, normally they don't do them, but he did, he went through the surgery, everything was fine. 2010 rolls around, I um, 2009, I'm sorry, I retired from the Air Force. Not even a year later, my kidneys decided they've had enough. So I went into kidney failure. Um, and it was weird because even though I knew this day was coming, you know, I lived with it for almost 10 years. Mm -hmm. When I found out that they were pretty much done, it was like day one again. It just hit me all over. And I remember uh, leaving the doctor's office. I was by myself and I just got my my truck and just drove. I drove around for three hours just trying to process the reality and it was the just a weird feeling that i just got home and it was all matter of matter of fact i think i was still in shock but i told Sheila, my wife i was like you know told her what happened and i said look i said i don't want to go through with this i said i just i don't want to wait i i just want nature to take its you know course because in that moment i was more afraid of waiting yeah. and just going through the process of dialysis and all that. I was just like, for me in that moment, it was easier for me to just die or let myself go. Um, but it was, it was odd because maybe a, a day or two later, I just had this feeling come over me and I know it was my brother. Yeah. And it was just a, a moment of, you know, you got to give this a chance, you know? And, and, and again, I didn't realize it at the time, but it, it was him. I know it was him because the thought was, you know, here's Jason. He didn't have the option of dialysis. It was like, once your lungs are done, you're done. So I told my wife, I was like, look, I'm going to give this a year. You know, if I don't have a transplant in a year, I'm done because I'm not going to live on a machine. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't maybe a few weeks later. I'm skipping some of this because my whole family got tested, but uh, nobody really, my brother actually matched my other brother. But two weeks prior to the surgery, he got a staph infection, which turned MRSA and then called off the surgery. So that was like three or four months into dialysis. Yeah. So here we are again, another roadblock. Yeah. And I was just like, well, you know, what can you do? You know, I had a great attitude for dialysis. I was just like, this is it. You know, I'm going to live my life. 
I, same thing, same mentality. I exercised every day, lived yeah. normal as best I can. Yeah. Um, so two weeks after my brother's situation, my friend who was in the Air Force with me reached out and he said, basically, he wanted to donate. And it was like out of nowhere. You know, we hadn't talked in probably a few years. Somehow he found out about it probably over Facebook. Long story short, he got tested. Um, he was still active duty. The Air Force gave him permission to do it. Um, December 7th of 2010, you know, we went forward with the transplant, you know, so it's been fine ever since. So um, it was two years after that, uh, my other brother, Danny, who had gone through the lung second lung transplant, ended up going into kidney failure, started dialysis. But shortly after that, he ended up developing lymphoma cancer in his lungs hmm. um, and ended up passing away in 2012 at 42. You know, and I was just like, you know, I look at those two. Those two were my inspiration going forward. You know, everything they lived with from the moment they were born. And every time I, I felt maybe that little ounce of feeling sorry for myself, I just remembered them that neither one of them ever, ex you know, displayed sympathy. They didn't want sympathy. They this is their life. They were normal. They fought every every minute of it and just lived normally. So they kind of kept me in check with, you know, keeping me going forward. Um so after he passed, it was kind of like, you know, just another hit. Um, and then if that wasn't enough, 2015, I get a call at work one day for my mom. And she said, your sister's been stabbed. And I was just like, what? And I was just like, I, I just didn't want to hear from my mom every time in, anymore. Because every right. time she called, something was going on. Right. And she goes, we don't know anything else at the moment. We'll let you know. Well, it ended up being fatal because two days after... Um, the incident, they removed her from life support, you know, and it was like five days from her 33rd birthday. And that, that, again, it was, there was a whole host of emotions with that because it's a long story. And mm -hmm. maybe if we do this again, I can elaborate a little mm -hmm. bit on mm -hmm. her situation. But this is where things started to happen, really, for me, because a couple months after her passing, <clears throat> I was working out one day and I was watching YouTube and I somehow clicked on a, a video of Jamie Butler channeling Eric. Um, now, I forgot to mention that all these years I've been watching mediums on TV. John Edward back in 2000 when he had a show. So I was familiar. I had read all these books on mediums. Yeah. So I, I, I understood. So I found that that interview. And then afterwards, I clicked on the website because they still hadn't found the person that did this to my sister. So I clicked on a page, found out that there was mediums that worked with, you know, unsolved, you know, uh, crimes. Yeah. And I think at the time it was Linda Hack. There was a medium named Jules. And there was uh, one other person. I can't remember her name right now. And I feel terrible about that. Jan. Jan. Jan, yes, it was Jan. I was uh, there was maybe one other one that I couldn't remember, but yeah, yeah there was in Jan. So I reached out and and they just started helping me. They started just without asking anything for themselves. I was just like, well, this is interesting, you know. Yeah. So over a period of just a few weeks, we just started talking, you know, on other things about besides that. And this is where things got interesting. I keep saying that, but this is truly where it got interesting. So I get up for work one morning. And it's five in the morning. Nobody else is up. It's just me and my wife anyway in the house. 
And as I'm getting ready in the kitchen, I feel like somebody walked in the room. So I thought she like got up. I turn around, nobody's there. I was like, well, it was odd. <clears throat> Go back to doing what I'm doing. And all of a sudden I feel it again. But this time I see in my mind, I see my sister standing behind me in the kitchen. I was just like, this is weird. And it's weird because she, in my mind, and I feel at the same time, she walks up behind me. She puts her arms around me and she lays her head on my shoulder. And I was just like frozen because I was like, what is this? I thought I was losing my mind. I hadn't been thinking of her. It was just like, it just happened. Mm -hmm. So 20, 30 seconds later, you know, the, the, the thought and the feeling just kind of fade. And I was just like, what the hell was that? So I held on to that. I didn't talk about it. A few weeks later, I mentioned it to Linda. And I didn't say anything besides this happened, you know, no details. But I just, I just said I had this experience. And she immediately felt that, it, you know, and she told me, just validated it. So I was like, that was the first ever you know, it was my first experience with anything like this. Mm -hmm. um, so from there, um, it led to another conversation about whatever I remember. But as we're talking, and again, this is years ago, so I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. But I remember talking to Linda, and I remember hearing this voice in my head that kept interrupting and say, tell her, I, I believe her name, her father's name was Jim. But I heard, heard this voice say, tell her it's Jim. I was like, you know, ignored it. We continue talking. I hear it again. And then the third time, tell her it's Jim. And I heard him say, I passed the cancer. And I finally was like, Linda, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, I have this, I'm hearing this freaking voice in my head. And he's saying, tell her it's Jim. And I passed the cancer. And she said, that's my father. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? Wow. Because that's my father. And then she proceeds to tell me that you're a medium. And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, and we, I, I, if I remember correctly, we had this debate for a few minutes, you know, and she finally convinced me that something was going on and I needed to take, you know, she suggested a development class, which I eventually did. So I'll stop there. <laughs> so had, you hadn't had any psychic or mediumship experiences until those two experiences. No. Not that I'm aware of. I mean, looking back, I can pick out moments where I tuned into things that were going on. Um, but it wasn't, a, I wasn't aware of that's what was going on. Mm -hmm. And I'll explain why, because in my mind, mediums, I thought mediums saw spirit like to do people. I mm -hmm. figured, you know, I, I had this belief that they heard with their physical, you know, senses. So, you know, I was not aware of that's what was happening. Right. So I'm sure... Like all of us. I mean, I believe we all have this ability. It's just most of us aren't aware of it because it's, it's our, our normal thing. But some of us are more heightened, mm -hmm. you know, have a more heightened sensitivity to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was my first, you know, real experience with pushing me in this direction that I fought yeah. every step of the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I remember that there was some resistance at some points. But but the what's interesting to me is. um no, because you call yourself evidential medium and you do get a lot of evidence. And so let me just ask you, because I know you did have some training, um, but is when you started doing mediumship, did you, how did they come to you at first? 
what did you do to like I guess what I'm trying to ask you is what did you understand or kind of play with to communicate with spirit at first and then what were you taught and and what did you kind of change in that process so I will say this so uh Mimi Mimi Bonham was my first mm -hmm. teacher she was part of the channel era group back yeah. then too so she's from Canada too eh yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah she Montreal. was from Quebec yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah Quebec Montreal yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um so luckily I got hooked up with her right away mm -hmm. within probably a month or so of that experience so so you didn't fight that then you were like okay I should I, really investigate I thought about the class and I finally was like I need to just do this to see what's going on so that was my attitude it wasn't like I'm going to be a medium it was like well let me just see what's going on yeah so so reference your question it all kind of happened at once so I went into this not understanding anything besides what I read about mediums. Yep. Now, I got to add this because all those years, all those times I was reading about mediums, no one ever, I don't remember ever reading about somebody breaking down the experience about mental mediumship and, and the objective mediumship and subjective mediumship. So I had no idea. Yep. So this is what really happened with this class. It was a basic class. And it was just, you were going to learn about a, a different Claire each week. Okay. So the first week was or clairvoyance. She proceeds to start teaching about clairvoyance. And when she explained the part about, you see these images in your mind. That's how clairvoyance works for most of us. There's only a small percentage of people that actually see physically. And that was like, once I understood that, it was like the doors just kicked open. I was mm -hmm. like, holy moly. I can now, I was like, huh. That's where things started making sense to like, okay, I think uh, this has been here. Same thing with learning about the Claire audience. Yes. I was like, so it's your your mind's actually your self-talk. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay. So, and then the weeks proceed or following that were just, you know, a few more Claire's, but it was like, wow. So, I will say this, I have not taken many classes because after Mimi's one or two, it was kind of like, I was just, I wanted to do this on my own. I wanted to figure things out for my own. Um, so I started a Facebook page at that time, not knowing what the heck, you know, and my whole purpose was to practice. That was it. I was going to sit down with people and just start doing things. Yeah. No idea. I was just like, let's see what happens. But it was after Mimi's, I think, second class <laughs> were... I was actually sitting down with somebody in the class. Like she would pick somebody for me to read. And I remember to this day, she, I, I, it was like a split screen on Zoom. So I was in the middle, the person I was reading, I was right, Mimi was on the left. Now, granted, this was probably the first reading or first one or two I ever done, had done. And during the reading, you know, I could just see Mimi's face. She's just look at like this expression, like, <laughs> you know, and the woman I'm reading after I get done, she's like, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, uh, maybe six weeks, you know, she goes, she goes, I would pay you for a reading. You just gave me, I was like, what? <laughs> you know? Uh -huh. And afterwards, after the class, Mimi was like, I've worked with a lot of mediums and it's like, just, this is not usual. And for me, I didn't think anything of it because I didn't know any different, but apparently I, it was just one of those things that was just natural. Yeah. Now I'm not going to say I haven't worked at it because that was raw. That was just the beginning, yeah. you know, but Things just kind of made sense in a weird way. 
So that's kind of where that started. And I want to stop there because I can go on to what happened following that to put me kind of out there. Well, and and then now you took Arthur Finley. You went to Arthur Finley. That was, yeah, actually about a, uh, shortly after that class with Amy, maybe six months later, she told me about this um, um, instructor, Andy Bing, who I didn't, I didn't know anything about Arthur Finley or Mm -hmm. any of that. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you got to get in this, take this with me. I was like, okay. So I did, but the thing is, it was a year long or six month, I think it was a year, year long mentorship. After four months, I stopped because I was becoming frustrated because it was going, some of the things were going against what felt right for me. And it just frustrated, it it really frustrated me. And I stopped Um, and I kind of went back to my own thing. And there's a good point right there. That's a a very good lesson. Um, to kind of stop for a second and speak about because there are so many different ways that we can learn. There's a lot of, you know, like not knocking Arthur Finley or anything, but a lot of organized groups and that, that do these classes and, and it's awesome. But when we have something natural within us that we're learning to understand when that nature comes up and says, no, no, you do it this way. You know, when you feel pulled in that other direction with yourself and I froze I I think you guys can still hear me though but I did everything froze up oh there we go okay um but when you feel pulled in that direction of this isn't right for me Mm -hmm. it's so important to follow that yeah so important yeah and that's why I always kind of talked about too how I, I was always seeking like the instruction manual like how do you do this but there is no instruction manual because it's it's you so yes. I love that you honored your intuition and kind of went your own way yeah because um, that's so important because it's your instruction manual no one can yes. tell you and they do have these classes and I think that's the most frustrating thing in the class is that they're like really, I have nothing to tell you. You just have to practice and see what works for you. Like that's their biggest, you know, yeah. it is, it, yeah. the it is. They, yep, they give you the tools to work with. And that's yes. what I took away from that. It's like, take what resonates with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the same, I don't want to knock any schools, but the thing is, I think what people need to realize is don't go into that, trying to emulate or duplicate that, that person that's teaching the class. That's right. That's right. You're going to get just frustrated. Yeah. Take what they teach you, take the tools and use them in your own way to That's develop right. your own way. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned from that. That's right. Cause they're, they're, it's framework, the, mm-hmm. the tools, um, anything, you know, from any one of us that somebody is learning any class, none of us are exactly the same. There are, there are bits and pieces that we can say commonly. Yes. I understand that. Yes. I've extri- experienced that before, mm-hmm. but when it comes right down to it, nobody else can really tell you what's right and wrong for you and nobody else can really say you know this is this way this is the right way you have to do it this way that's just not so and it i mean that could go for so many things in the world and in our spiritual journey in general just with our belief systems but it is so important that you honor yourself so i really love that you that you said that because i think that's one of the biggest things that i hear is well you know I, I i know i'm intuitive but michelle i don't do it like you do or i don't do it like this person does or i'm not like and and that is the biggest disservice to ourselves when we start to discount 
how we are perceiving. So right. even if you don't fully understand it, you know, it's uh, you're a lot better to just go in and keep practicing with it and figuring it out rather than trying to force it to be like somebody else or something else. Yeah. So now here we are today and you, you offer uh, online sessions, you offer in-person sessions yeah, as well I have in an office. office that you work out of. Yeah. Um, so what brought you to this place? To now? Do um, you I think just uh, years of just um, building up things. Um, so I got to say with Mimi, though, she was the one that dubbed me. I got to point this out with the, the the title evidential medium. I didn't know what that was. She was yeah. like, you're an evidential medium. I'm like, OK. I didn't realize later what the heck that meant. I'm like, holy crap, that puts a lot of pressure on me. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But again, it's just a title. You know, I, that's how I look at that. It's like it's just a title. Um, so Michael, explain what that is for everyone yeah. else. Yeah. OK, so. Evidential mediumship, basically, um, it's like, in order for, 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 I should say, for me to believe what was going on and trust what was going on and just buy into this, I'll say that. It's probably not the right word, but I am. They had to prove to me. I had to prove to myself that what they're giving me makes sense. So I don't just give the fluffy you know, dad loves you, mom loves you. Yeah, that's a message that comes later, but it's like when they come in, it's like, and I, I've changed my ways over years, but initially it was like, okay, we're going to work with a framework. So when you come in, I need to know if you're male, male or female. Mm -hmm. So naturally, for some reason, males would show up on my right, females would show up on my left. So I was like, okay, it's just, that's the way it happens. So from there, I, I would find, you know, okay, how'd you pass? So that's usually what would come in second. Then I'd find out a little bit about them, like what they did for a living. It may be a hobby. So I, I would get these pieces of evidence that was, you know, absolute. Like the person had to validate, yep, that's my dad. You know, he passed of a heart attack. He worked at the post office, blah, blah, blah. Once I have that established that there's no doubt in that person's mind that this is their example, father. From there, then it's like, I just, I just let them speak. I'm their voice. So whatever whatever thought spark, whatever you want to call it, touches my mind. I talk about it and that's taken years of development too. I just, I don't, I don't have any perception. I don't have any, um, you know, expectation. It's like, whatever they show me, I will talk about whether I hear yes. it, feel it, see it, see it. Um, and it, a running joke. And I tell us to all my clients is like, literally, if they show me a pig riding on a pony, I'm going to talk about a pig riding on a pony. Yeah. It's not my message. I don't need to understand it. I just need to talk about what they're 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 expressing to me. Right. Right. Um, so that in a nutshell is evidential mediumship. Again, I, I don't get into any messages about anything until they validate who they are through hard evidence. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the short of it. <laughs> and and it's interesting because that is setting the intention. Mm -hmm. right there setting the intention for the evidence so that yes. all spirits know what your structure is so mm -hmm. they know that okay as we come in and michael's the conduit so we know that we're gonna feed this information to mm -hmm. michael it's important that he has that because once you do 
with that being in your belief system, you energetically blow open the doors for everything else to come in once that meets. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's very interesting to kind of hear you break it down that way. And maybe uh, what it'd be really interesting to hear too is what are some of the things that you really worked through to overcome? Is there something that you can remember that was a big one? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I hope this plays into it because I'm just going to put this out there because it's mm-hmm. in my mind right now. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a bold statement and I know it is, but this is what, this is where I'm at right now. And this is what I've learned over the years. And it's kind of like, again, this is where I'm at right now. Mediumship is easy. I will say that. And it truly is. Mediumship is probably the easiest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I know it's bold. The hard part about mediumship is right here. Yeah. Our ego, our mind, we get in the way of it. Spirit is always there. Spirit is omnipresent. Yes. You know, they're there. They have the messages. They're showing us. They're telling us. However, they communicate it to to you as an individual medium. The information's there. It's just us developing and training ourselves to understand that we're the ones getting in the way. You know, we start worrying about, oh, my God, I got to I got to make sure I get this right. Or, you know, what if they don't show up? So all these things start entering your mind and give less space for spirit to use you as a vehicle. Yes. So that's the development part of mediumship for me is to, to just work on getting those thoughts, trusting. And it's not it's no longer I think they're there or. I wonder, and no, I know they're there. Yes. I know they want to communicate with the person sitting there. So it's just me pushing myself, getting myself out of the way. So that in a nutshell is what I've been working on, you know, for for years. And even with that checklist approach that I talked about just a a few minutes ago, I no longer use that. I don't, I know they're there. You know, again, I feel them show up. Yep. But it's like they give me evidence. Sometimes they don't want to talk about their passing. I mean, who wants to relive that moment? So I don't ask them, no, you got to tell me about your past. Yeah. No, they give me other things to work with that are evidential based. Yeah. So I, I have to make that statement also that I just open up. And again, they 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 understand me. Yeah. You know, from so they know um, what you the, need. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm trying to condense this because I could jabber, jabber, jabber. No, that's <laughs> that's that's great. That's great. Yeah, I feel the same way as you too. It's like, I think my first year was, are they going to show up? Are they going to show up? Are they going to show up? And then I even said on our last recording, man, it was so great. I got to work and think about all this other stuff all day. And then I just sat down and they were there and I just can't believe it. Yes. <laughs> you no, know? it's like, you almost feel like, did I spend enough time with the spirit world for them to be there? And like, you just get in your head and, but they're always there. Yeah. But now I would, yeah. I'm, I am kind of like, oh gosh, don't show me a, a pig riding a pony. Cause I don't know if I can say that. Like, <laughs> so I, I had a reference, I had a reference last night of someone's friend that passed and basically did a magic mic moment for me in my head. And I'm like, great. Now I'll never get out of that image out of my mind. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. dude's coming in wearing a cowboy hat and nothing else. I'm like, really dude. That is hilarious. <laughs> I got to tell you what's so funny is I was doing like for meditation a lot. I do art. And last night I decided to, was it last night? Yes, it was. Last night I was doing a little bit of spirit art, right? So I just scribble on the paper. I don't even look at it. I just scribble with some charcoal and then I go and I look at it and I start to see an image. So I'll start to see like the shape of eyes or nose, mouth. Anyway, the man was a man with a cowboy hat 
Oh, God. Yeah. So it was just funny that you'd say that because I was like, oh, I've never had somebody come through with a cowboy hat on before. It's just funny. That Cow that cowboy hat and a smile. Yeah. Well, I didn't get the bottom half. So <laughs> I don't know. He looked a little older, too. No offense to the older gentlemen's, but I just I don't know if it's really something I wanted to see. But it's neither here nor there. But um, so what would you um you know in in everything that you've experienced actually let me ask you this first sure so you know every now and again we get somebody that sits with us that maybe hasn't had experience with the medium before or maybe they're really skeptical you know and um you know they just because there are those out there that aren't maybe leading with the best intentions right mm -hmm. so have you had an experience with somebody where the energy felt real flat where it was really challenging to pull something out and and how do you work with that how do you overcome that yeah it's interesting because i look forward to those people i i want to be somebody's first experience with a medium i do and i'm a skeptic myself I always have been and I always will be because I, again, I just I have to have this validation for myself. So one thing I've learned about that, and again, this has taken the years of development, is I put my trust completely with spirit. I know what they're coming through. I know when they're coming through and I know what they're showing me fits somewhere. Sometimes the client doesn't get it at first. And with the, especially with the ones that are, you know, very skeptical. And I actually, a recent one was just that she sat down. She, I've never sat down with a medium, but I know they read body language. And she's like, I'm a skeptic. I just want you to know that. I'm like, thank you. I said, because I want you to be hard on me. I want you to, to walk away knowing, or at least considering that there is more after this. Right. So I said, no, be a skeptic. Because I want to prove this to you in a way. I don't prove it yeah, to anybody, yeah. but I, 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 it's going to be proven through evidence. So throughout that reading, it was just one thing after another. You know, um, I won't get into the reading, but it was just like she left there. And she was just uh, she was dumbfounded. That's her words. She yeah. she left there. She goes, I have to process this. Because it wasn't any. And I'll give you one example. It's like. Um, her mother was the one coming through. And so her mom starts talking about the teacher in the family. And I, I had a feeling it was her, the woman that was sitting there. So I said, your mom's referencing the teacher in the family. She goes, no, there's no teacher in the family. Said, okay. So in my mind, I said it to mom, what do you mean? She goes, special education teacher. So I said, she's highlighting special education. This woman is a special education teacher. She's like, no, there's no teacher in the family. I was like, okay. I said something else. And she goes, you know what? She goes, I got to share this. So I went to school to be a teacher. My specialization was special education, but I never actually went into teaching. That was like one of the, just a profound lesson to me. Yeah. That, you know, again, and she apologized after she goes, Again, it was just she was in shock about the stuff coming through. Yes. Because it was like evidence. Because when I was like, Mom, what are you talking about? The next thought was special education. I heard it loud and clear. So again, 
years of training and just learning to trust spirit, they will give you what that person needs to hear. And that was just one example. So that's, that's kind of how I go into every session. I know spirit's going to show up. I know they're there. I know they're there. Yes. That's, that's a valuable, um, it's a valuable point there because even myself, you know, there's times where there'll be so much going on. I don't know if you hear like this, Michael or, or Marin, but I feel like a lot of times I'm hearing now, not all the time. Sometimes if it's a really intimate conversation, it'll just be that one kind of line of energy that I'm hearing, but sometimes there's multi levels going on, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll move on to the next thing. If this one thing is not being acknowledged, I, I might go at it a couple times, but I will give up with that and then move on. To something else and so just as you're saying that I've got a little bird in my ear over here saying pay attention to this pay attention to this saying don't give up so soon yes ask again is- and, and and it depends I guess it just depends on the situation but I've found and and this uh, and I'll say this over and over but it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it we get just like driving a car, we start to get comfortable with not checking our mirrors. We start to get comfortable with not seeing how many car lengths we are, you know, between this Mm -hmm. us and the next car. So we're not really looking at the handbook anymore. And every now and again, we have to be brought back to our basics and be reminded of all of these little pieces. So that just reminds me today to listen and I have a feeling that it's because something that's coming up today it'll be important for me because we know how spirit works yeah right so um anyway so thank you for that because that personally is something I needed to hear today too I'll add one thing to that yeah and then I'll then I'll shut up but the thing is it's like I've gotten to the point where I don't give up because if they're showing something to me it's significant yes and Again, we're we're taking energy and translating it into physical language. So there's yes. going to be mistake or not mistakes, but we're going to misinterpret. Misinterpret, yeah. So they may send it to me, and I may misinterpret, and I get a no. But I'm like, okay. Then I go back to them, like, explain, show me, yeah. give me, give it to me in a way that I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. If I have to spend five minutes on that one thing, I'm going to do it because there's something significant there. Where in the past, I would go, okay, I'm wrong. I need to move on from this because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm making a mistake. Yeah. So again, this is, we're condensing, you know, our years of development and what we've gone through to, to, to just these little snippets. Yeah. yeah. But that's where I'm at now with that. It's like, no, they're showing this to me yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Do you ever feel, Michael, like sometimes that'll happen to me where I'll give something and they'll say no. And then I try to clarify like you did. And if they're still saying no, then I'll push again, but I feel like the energy gets more dense, you know, and I, I Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. And so, so then what I try to do is I go, okay, I'm going to go off, but please like bring it back to me once like the energy gets lighter. So I, yes. I, yeah. I go away, but I keep it on, you know, on the back burner. Do you ever do that? I have, um, but I'm stubborn too. So it's like, <laughs> no. And just like that, that woman there, that example, when she said, there's no teacher, I, I could have easily said, okay, I'll, I'm wrong. I'll move on. 
Yeah. But I'm like, no, I know what her mom sent me. I know there's something here with yeah. this teacher. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened? I kept pushing, pushing, and eventually she's like, oh. Yeah. You know, and as a medium in your mind, you're going, really, you're not going to give me that. You're not going to give that to me, that your mom's reference, just because you didn't actually do the job. But you went to school. And not only that, you your your degree was in special education. Yeah. yeah. You know, how much more evidence do you need? <laughs> well, and a lot of times I find that, because um, just as you're saying this, you know, I'm like, well, I know they're giving me something that has meaning. I know mm -hmm. it's not, you know, it's, it's either I'm not, I, I'm misinterpreting, I'm not saying it, or that person's not connecting it. And so I will always leave it with, okay, well, there's something to this. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like you, Marin, many times I'll just set it aside. And a lot of times spirit will come back around themselves and incorporate it into the conversation. Mm -hmm. And yes. it, it's usually something so simple and obvious right when it comes back mm -hmm. but you know there's times that the actual session itself there's so much overwhelm and speaking from the the sitters you know um perspective there's so much overwhelm and they kind of feel put on the spot at sometimes and they're like not now with the the question about being a teacher like that might have been something that you know took her a second to kind of click into but there's other things that sometimes I'll get an email back later and be like, you know what? I just want to let you know that this, that you said to me, I couldn't figure out what you were talking about. I figured it couldn't have been for me. And then mm -hmm. this and this and this happened, right? Like those type of situations, or I remember, or this was my aunt, or I did have this and, mm -hmm. you know, which is always wonderful to get those back because it's yeah. like, okay. And that's how we learn. Too. Yeah. This I is the learning process. I think it's really important to note too that I think spirit talks in like energetic terms too. So maybe her mom never referred to her as a special education teacher in life because she never pursued that, but energetically it's in her and maybe that was her dream or whatever. And now her mom's the spirit on the other side and she's speaking in terms of who her daughter really is and truly is inside and energetically. And I feel like they do that a lot. And mm -hmm. And you kind of sit there during the reading going, well, that's not my mom. She never would have called me that, you know, but then when you yeah. think they're a spirit now and they yeah. see us differently now, mm -hmm. and you kind of have to put that into terms when you're having a reading. Yeah. No, that's a great point. It is. Yeah. It is. Because is it is point. a different perspective. And, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, it just goes back to trusting. It does, yeah. doesn't it? It all goes yeah. back to that. It, that's the core of it all belief That's and trust super big lessons for me I'm so glad you're here yeah yeah and like I said I'm Italian so I'm stubborn I'm like no damn yeah. it they're showing me this for a reason I'm going to talk about this till something clicks well and and I also I really love you know what you were talking about when you said that you know you followed a lot of different mediums and you read things but you never actually saw anybody breaking down the process right. debunking the process because Marin and I can both align with that. And that's been something uh, that's been a goal for us on this channel is debunking it, you know, breaking yeah. down the process and really digging into this and saying, this is what we experience. This is what it looks like. And 
all it is is this is just my experience. This is Marin's experience. This is Michael's experience. And like we were saying with teaching, you take little bits out of it. Yeah. You know, because that can help you go, oh, so that's what I was experiencing. Because when we don't know and and when we don't know what we're looking for, how to understand it, it's a language that we've always used, but it's been like the behind the scenes language. And spirit has always spoken to us through that language. But yeah. until we understand what it means and how to break it down and how to understand it, we we're not able to apply it. But right. Once we start to break it all down and understand it, well, we've got this whole new world opened up to us that we'll just keep giving. And so on that point, what's next for you? I know I you, don't do, plan. you do groups. You do groups. Oh yeah. I do groups. I do in, in person Dems. Um, I teach, mm -hmm. but honestly, I don't, I don't have any plans. I mean, I, this, and, and, you know, we talked about this, that I left my career, you know, end of April or middle of April yes, to do this did. full time. And actually this is the third time I've done this. So <laughs> the first two were just, you know, tiptoeing into it. Yeah. Nah, I'm going to go back to my job. Luckily yeah. I was able to go back, but yeah. this last time, um, but the last time I did go back was temporary and they knew it. Yeah. So I wasn't planning to stay, but when I left, I was like, no, this, I just keep, I kept feeling this pull. And again, it's, you know, people have told me in the past, this is where it's going. And I get, okay, good. In the moment, that's what they were seeing. Yeah. So again, I, and that's another point of psychic readings that I like to highlight. It's not that spirit was wrong. It was anybody was wrong. It's like, no, that's my free will saying, I don't feel comfortable. I'm going back. Yes. I didn't fail at anything. I didn't, it, you know, it was just, that's how it is. Yeah. But this time, again, every time I went back, I was like, no, it feels wrong being here. This is over. And again, it was just up to me to like, no, I've been pulled long enough towards this direction and I'm doing it, yeah. you know, and this time it's been completely different, different feeling. Um, but honestly, I, I don't have any plans. Things, you know, we talk about surrender, right. And not forcing things. And literally that's where I'm at. I, this interview, I mean, you you reaching out to interview me, you know, this is just, again, another cog in that little mm -hmm. mechanism mm -hmm. um, that it gives, you know, me the opportunity to talk about my experience and share it with others. Mm -hmm. And little things like these, you know, are happening. I was, yesterday I did my first service for a spiritualist church in Scotland. Wow. You know, so I'm like, again, it's just, things are opening up and just by just talking with people, things are happening. So it's kind of like, I'm just letting things happen. You know, yeah. I'm not planning any of this. It's yeah. just happening. Yeah. You know, so which is, that's which where is I'm at. a wonderful way to live. Yeah. It, as you said, you learned how to be present, how to be in the moment. And that's, that is a gift. And yeah. that is where spirit is. Spirit is present in the moment, not in the future, not in the past. They are right here. And, and that's why I think one of, one of the reasons why you're such a great medium is that you are very present and you don't go too much into all of the other stuff. You just stick with where you're at, where things are at, which is how we manifest. And it's that trusting, that trust word again. Yeah. I trust that there's a plan and I'm just following it. Yeah. That's it. I mean, really, that's boiling it down. I just trust there's there's a plan in place that I'm not aware of. Yeah. 
I'm just following the breadcrumbs, if you will. Um, <laughs> so. One quick thing before we end, can you share with us what the group experience is like for you with spirit as compared to the one-on-ones? Yeah. Um, it's weird because I've evolved back and forth. So in the beginning, um, <laughs> private readings, and then within only a few months of learning, I was a medium. I did my first group reading, which, you know, I just, that's, I always put myself in these uncomfortable situations <laughs> because that's just how I, I am. I, yeah. it's, and it's still uncomfortable, but I find every opportunity to be uncomfortable because I want it. I don't want this to get stagnant and be on a plateau. I just, I always yeah. want to be uncomfortable because that's <laughs> when we learn. Right. Yeah. Um. So the energy in a group setting is just, I mean, it's just, you can feel it. It's just so different, you know? So if you're sitting there, like you used the example earlier, where you have a client that's not really, maybe not into this, you feel that. And it's like, yeah. Oh my God, this is going to be a tough one. Yeah. Well, that's only one person. So if I'm doing a group reading for 40 people, there may be four or five of those people, but I don't even feel it because of all the other people and their excitement about being there. So it's a whole different energy. And again, it's knowing I mean, you know, I use this example. A musician has, you know, months to practice their their music before they perform. We get up there. We don't know what the hell's about to happen. We don't right. know who's going to show up. So, again, it's trusting that, all right, I know they're there. They're going to show up. Don't worry about this. Yeah. You know, does that put me at ease? No. I'm still a nervous wreck before everyone. <laughs> yeah. I just, but I've accepted that's how it's going to be. I just yeah. live with that. And I know that's how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But the energy is just, it's there. It's just crazy energy. Yeah. And it just you know, so. carries you through. It does. It flows. Yeah. And, you know, you just yeah. one to the another to the other. Because you got to, you got to, you know, I always feel that at least you have everybody there at least has one person in spirit. Yes. So yeah. if there's 40 people there, you got 80. But, you know, there's much more than that. So they're there. I yes. mean, it's just a matter of who gets my attention first. And that's who I talk with. Yes. You know? so. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So can you, we're going to put your information in the description and Thank you. absolutely we're going to have you back. And what Thank we would you. like to do is it would be awesome to do a live with the three of us and bring on everybody and we can all chat with the, with our group here, with our yeah. healing heart family. And we can, um, maybe do a little mediumship, answer some questions, just kind of have yes. some fun. And um, so that would be great. And I would love to do that this summer, you know, bring you back and, and do that. Yeah. Maren, do you have any other questions for Michael before we wrap no. up? No. no, that's it. Thank you so much for being with us. And if you want to say, let us know where we can reach you now and we'll put it in the notes too, but say it out loud too. So sure. So my website's michaelchristophermedium.com. Um, I am on Facebook, so Michael Christopher Evidential Medium. I'm on Twitter. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I'm there. Um, I'm also on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel. Oh, um, okay. I do a radio show every Monday with my my friend uh, Jennifer. We've been working together for almost oh, over three years now. Cool. So that was another opportunity just presented, you know, uh, uh, just a month or so ago, and now you know we do this radio show every Monday on WLTK DB radio. Wonderful. Um, and that links on my website too. So, and we do question and answer. We usually come up with a top. Oh, I went silent. Can broadcast it there also. 
It just went, it, okay, yeah, every now and again, it goes one. silent. <laughs> you came back. It's all right. I'm back. Um, I'm yeah. Back. Sorry, so I've never that. heard. Yeah. I've never heard of Twitch before. That's really interesting. And yeah, I'm not I, on TikTok. So you're beating me and I'm a millennium or millennial or whatever you are say. You're on, are you on, are you on Twitch? Do you, yeah. so what, how do you do that? What do you do so, on Twitch? I, I don't intend it's basically i use Streamyard for my yeah. streaming from right so you can broadcast to like three or four places okay so what i do is i just put it on i just created a channel because i heard of twitch through someone's radio show so I was yeah. like, well, yeah and i saw Streamyard has that option you can just so i'm like well i'll stream yard there too if it generates something great yeah. same thing with twitter you know i just put it in the feed and that's where it goes to youtube yeah. facebook or you know three at a time yep Stream so. Streamyard is is my next goal here, Marin, for us to hook it up. I was just gonna say, Michelle, I think we need to do yeah, that. That's what we're gonna do. So, <laughs> so that can, I, Michael, I he can, was. I can teach you all about Streamyard. Yes, yes. <laughs> he, he can help us out to get us all set awesome. up. Because again, we we won't go into Michelle's technology. Or I can't even say the word. I can't even say Believe it. Me. I just push buttons till something works. That's how yeah. I did air traffic control for 30 yeah. years. I just, let's, see. Uh -oh. let's see if this works. No. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, wait a minute here. Let's I don't just know. See what That's happens. such a good idea. <laughs> what happens if we press this great big red button here? <laughs> what will this do? Oh, I've had that experience. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here today. And for sharing, I mean, really, that was just a surface of your story because you've got just so much in there. And we will be talking again and digging into all of that, but it's very inspiring, you know. And I'll tell you at the beginning when you were talking about your brother Jason, I could feel him here as you were talking. And he said, Yes, that was him giving yeah. you that push. So I yeah, didn't know that, but. He's a pain in the ass, and yeah. he will he will eternally be a pain in my ass. Yeah, so, Jack, yes. Jackie's here. So I have to tell you a story. I wasn't going to say it on air because yeah. no one's going to believe this, but your entire family came to me in a dream. And as you were describing each one of them, I was like, oh, I think that's the... the so there were two boys. There were two boys, well, two younger men, an older man. I'll tell you the story. So... <laughs> I always dream about houses for whatever reason. Like I'm always picking out these houses and, um, and I was making a house or I, these people were um, designing the house for me. And my mom was like, you know, you got to throw away the, I had these like plastic toys. She was like, you got to throw these toys away. And I said, I can't, I can't throw these away. The, um, the kids love these plastic toys. And there were these two, they were older kids like like in their 20s like playing with these like they weren't legos i don't know what they were toys and i was like okay and it was like just really weird and then they give me the tour of my house and there's this guy like making me something and they give me the tour of the house and then this woman comes in and she's like i thought she was like the main decorator lady and she was like, um, you know, how do you like your house? And I was like, this is great. Thank you so much. And she's like, okay, well, I've got to go. I have an appointment with the murderer. And I was like, okay, <laughs> so random. Yeah. Wow. And then, and it like stuck with me because it was so real. And, um, and then the next day I was meditating and one of the boys came and he looked like a mix between like Eric and my neighbor. 
and he was, you know, older and he wouldn't leave. And kid you not, he was standing there. He wouldn't leave. And then all of a sudden, and when you said cowboy hat, I was like, stop it. He took a cowboy hat and did that. Yes. And so you're telling me this story and I'm like, okay, there's the boy. All right. There's, and I know you had the second brother. That's really interesting. And I said, I said, I wonder who that lady was. And then you said your sister was murdered. And I was like, stop it. So I got to show you a picture. I got to show you. So this is yeah. Jason. I'll go the other way. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yep. And then I'll show you a picture of Jackie. Um, so that's, that's Jackie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's hard to see with the reflection. No, but I can see yeah. it. So that that's Jackie. Unbelievable. Marin, your dreams and meditations, like this is what happens we'll meet and like just start talking about something and she's already had a dream and met like met these people or yeah. these spirit it is unbelievable yeah. it's so cool yeah and so when i meditated i saw your brother and then the woman came in and i was like okay they're connected somehow you know like so now yeah. i know how. Yeah. that's when I that's... Heard that story and i was just like oh my gosh <laughs> wow Wow. Crazy. That is amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, they'll definitely be participating uh with us in the lives and that too, because there there's a lot here. We've got a yeah. lot of support here today. I can yeah. feel so it'll be good. No, we do. We do. And you know, we all have our story. Everybody's story is unique and everybody's yeah. road has not been the easiest. Um no. but I think that I'll share this and then I'll shut up, but it's one prominent thing that I always remember with Jackie, especially one of her messages after her passing was, you know, look what has become of my passing. And what she was highlighting is, yes, it was a devastating, just traumatic experience, but look what came out of it. Look what she, and she specifically was like, look what you're doing now. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, wow. Yeah. You know, something I never saw coming in a million years. Yeah. You know, this was definitely not even a thought. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, look where look what's happened. <laughs> so yeah. Like she worked the straights a lot for you. Yeah. Is that yeah? Oh yeah. She was in the dream. Yeah. Yeah. She has. The decorator, the planner. Yeah. yeah. Red like purse briefcase yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's got your back. She's she's booking yeah. all your appointments. What she's doing? Yes, that's setting everything up because Good. you can bet Jackie and Eric were poking me for for us to get together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but this has been a long time coming. We've been talking about this for yeah. a while. So we have. So now we've got a foot in the door, and yes. so we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Well, it was it, it was it was it was an honor and a privilege to be here, especially awesome. being the first guest. I I truly thank appreciate you. this. Thank yeah, you. Thank this you. will be a celebration day. So thank yes. you very much. So, <laughs> thanks everybody. Thank you so much, and we'll let you know when Michael's coming back on and when Marin and I get Streamyard. Probably Marin will have more to do with it than <laughs> me because she's much better at it than I am. But but we'll we'll let you know. Uh, when we're going to be doing that and aside from that we hope that you guys all have a wonderful week thanks for sticking it out with us 
for the couple of weeks that we don't post things because stuff happens. My daughter broke her leg and that just kind of, you know, threw things in, in a wrench for a few days, but, uh, but we're always back to it and that's what we do. We just keep coming back. <laughs> all right. So have a great week guys. Love you, Marin. Love you, Michael, all the spirits. Love you all. Have a great week. We'll you see too. You Thank time. you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Love you, Michelle. Bye. Bye.